Welcome to Travelers on Fire, an adventure travel podcast that will provide you inspiring travel stories from experts around the world and helps you getting ready for your next adventure. I'm your host, Nadim Reza, and I hope you enjoyed the show. So in this episode, I will give you guys a little glimpse of my current life right now because I'm living in a van for nearly half a year or so. So that means in this episode, I will share some personal experiences, the downsides and the upsides of the kind of popular and trendy thing to do these days, van life. Let's start with my first thoughts. After having spent six months in my lovely van, I think van life can be great and it definitely won't be my last trip in the van. But I have to say it surely isn't amazing for everyone. So my first tip is, if you're not sure if van life is something for you, please first rent a van, travel a couple weeks with it, try to wild camp and stuff, and afterwards decide if it's something for you. Trust me, you really do not want to invest a lot of money and time to find or build your perfect van to later figure out that you don't like it at all. Also, if you're planning to travel with your partner, make sure that you know that you both can handle it to be 24-7 together. I've heard many stories of couples who did split up after they travel together and van life makes things a bit more complicated because you will probably invest both quite some money into your van. So if you're not 100% sure, renting first is the way to go. And no, you don't straight away have to rent a grandma-white-looking plastic motorhome. There are many companies who just make it possible that you can rent a nice, cute little van instead of a massive motorhome. Alright, so what are the downsides of van life in my opinion? Well, one of them is definitely that just everything takes more time than you're used to. So, in my case, my van does have a big water tank, so I do not have running water, nor a toilet, which means that cleaning, washing, going to the toilet, and so on all takes more effort and time. Then also, because you have limited space, it so quickly becomes a mess. And since I'm carrying two surfboards, two kiteboards, two skateboards, a mountain bike and so on with me, I'm tidying up most of the time. But all these items give me so much joy, so it's 100% worth it for me to carry them along. However, to carry all this stuff also comes with another price, which I believe all van livers have to pay to a certain extent, and that's the phenomenon called van life paranoia which means that I hated to leave my van for a longer period of time. Literally all of my most important belongings are in my van, so when I leave to go for a surf or a bike ride, it always crossed my mind that someone could break in, steal something, or even worse, drive away with the entire van. So how do I deal with this van life paranoia? Well, there's several methods you can use, and you have to figure out what's working best for you. But um, yeah, what I try to do is when I leave my van, I always try to lock up my most important belongings in some kind of safe and hide it very well. Then I always try to park my van where there are also some other vans parked. So my van is never the only one. And when I'm in cities, I often search for the paid parking areas where I know that there's security and cameras on site. But if I'm really unsure of the area and I have to leave my van somehow, I can install a moving sensor alarm, which goes off when people try to enter the van. What also helps and what I often do is to ask other van lifers about a certain place and if they know an area where they think it's safe to park the van. Also in cities, to prevent the van from being completely stolen, 
I have a massive wheel and steer lock, which makes it quite difficult to steal the van. And also, especially in the cities, I try to never leave my van alone at night for a longer period of time. However, I do like to share that in the beginning of the trip, I was much more worried. And so far, since everything went okay, I'm much more relaxed and I'm still conscious, but I'm definitely more relaxed compared to the beginning of my van life trip. Okay, let's move on to another downside. This one is related to wild camping. Because you know, unfortunately, wild camping is either prohibited or a gray area in most countries, which means that you risk it that the police or locals will send you to a campsite. Which is quite shit if you just found an amazing spot at the ocean and the police is coming to knock at your door and ask if you can move, please. So um, yeah, this happened already to me quite some times. And yeah, how I deal with this is that I just try to move and try to find another spot and then hope that the police is not coming again. Because you know, if you're traveling on a low budget, you just can't afford to stay in a campsite every day. So that means that you always have to search for a legit parking spot to spend the night. But luckily there's an application called Park for Night where you can find parking areas and read comments if it's safe to park and if the police or locals are allowing the spot or not. However, if you read in this app that other van livers stay at a place, it doesn't always guarantee that you also can stay there without problems. This I also had already many times and especially in Morocco, other van livers sometimes stayed at the spot and didn't have any problems. And when I stayed there, the police came or the locals came and it sent me away. So if you want to avoid campsites, be aware that this can and probably will happen on your van life trip. Then another downside, this only really depends on the kind of van you have, but in my case, I cook and clean mostly outside, which means I'm always exposed and have little privacy. But more annoying is that this behavior is seen as camping and attract a lot of attention in many places. And the locals, they don't like this and can call the police. So therefore for my next van life trip, I will make sure that I'm able to properly cook and clean inside the van so I can keep a low profile and try not to attract too much attention. So what I will do first is to lift the roof so I'm able to stand and then I want to install a little kitchen with a proper sink to do the dishes and a water tank for clean and dirty water. However, if you're not a hardcore wild camper and you prefer to stay on campsites, then you won't have any problems to do all those things outside, unless you're in a very rainy country of course. But I do have to say that I'm still glad that I did not invest too much time and money during the preparation of this trip. Because I know from my other trips that I'll find out what I really want and need when I'm on the road. And my plan was anyway to come back to the Netherlands at a certain point. So yeah, that's why I did not want to make too many adjustments before my trip. However, if you do plan to stay years on the road with your van, then I would recommend that you first go off a week with your van, try to wild camp and really try to find out what you need and don't need. A big, big mistake that many travelers are making who are planning a trip for the first time is that they spend too much money on things during the preparation and then later figure out that they do not need certain items. But yeah, then they end up carrying all these things along the way or have to send them home afterwards. And I know this is quite difficult and I'm also still struggling with this myself because yeah, you do want to make sure that you have certain things and in your home country you just know where to find everything. But yeah, in the end, it's really better to find out what you need when you're on the road. So definitely try to yeah take that into account. Okay, the last downside in my opinion is that when you're traveling solo, at certain times it can be quite lonely. But more scary is that when something happens to you, for example, when you're surfing or going for a ride and something happens, nobody knows what happened. I once had this when I was surfing quite early in Portugal and I was caught by a pretty scary rip current and I struggled very hard to get back to the shore. 
which has been one of my most scary experiences of surfing so far. And yeah, like luckily I could make it back, but who knows what could have happened if I did not make it back. So therefore now I always try to go in the water with another surfer. But yeah, this is not always possible. And then I have the rule that with my girlfriend Hannah, so if I did not contact her after 48 hours after the last message, then the shit is on and something went wrong. So um, yeah, that's also a good rule to have at least. But still, I believe it's more important that I go in the water when there are also some other servers. So at least people can watch each other a bit. So um, yeah, those were the biggest downsides for me. Um, some people might think that it's a big downside to always go outside for a toilet visit. But in my case, I have enough space in my van to do number two in the bucket and to pee in a pee pot without making a huge mess. And yeah, also I don't mind to not shower for a while because I'm so often in the ocean that it really doesn't matter for me and you kind of get used to that. But what I already mentioned in the beginning is that I'm still very glad that I did not make any modifications at the beginning. Because also I'm cruising around in a 40-year-old Volkswagen all-timer. So I was quite unsure if the car would manage it on such a big trip mechanically. Well, at the moment, I just crossed into the Western Sahara and made it all the way to Dakla, while having driven already over 10,000 kilometers in the past six months. Okay, let's end this episode with some positive aspects of fan life for me personally. So before this trip, I had a couple goals and two of them were to improve my wave surfing and kite surfing. Because you know, so far I was traveling on my motorbike or bicycle and I did not want to take my surf stuff with me because all I did was riding and when I wasn't riding I was resting or busy with all kinds of administrative stuff or maintenance. While in the van, this is completely different. First of all, it's much easier to travel with all my gear. And second, I can mostly just rock up at the ocean, check the surf and surf for as long as I'm able to. And at some places in Portugal, Spain, Morocco and France, you can even sleep at the surf spot or close to the surf spot, so you do not have to move so often. So yeah, right now that's what I love the most of living in a van, just that you have the freedom to go anywhere and are able to do whatever you would like to do. But also, the van enables me to work on the podcast while I'm on the road. Because you know, I have a very basic portable solar setup to charge my devices, I have a microphone and I'm good to go. But I'm by far not as productive as I can be in the Netherlands. Because here I'm also often with other travelers and I'm moving quite a lot as well. And I'm spending quite some time in the water or I'm busy cooking, cleaning or whatever. So yeah, I did expect in the beginning of this trip that I would be more productive. But that isn't the case. So this was definitely a misconception I had of van life before my trip. Then for me personally, an important positive aspect of van life is that it is a lot cheaper for me to live in a van compared to living in my hometown Amsterdam. A lot of people think that van life is expensive, but it's really what you make out of it. So let me give you a little idea of the cost that I have these days. So I pay around 400 euro for fuel each month. And since I'm driving in an old timer, the fuel consumption is much higher compared to the more recent vans. Then I spend in total around 200 euro each month for my car, health and travel insurance, the web hosting bills and the monthly road tax. And then I do spend another 200 euro per month on groceries and so on. So yeah, in total I spend around 800 euro each month. While I know that some people pay this in Amsterdam for just a single room in a shared apartment. However, the van itself did cost around 5000 euro, so you do need some money to invest beforehand. Also good to know is that I'm driving in an old timer on petrol instead of diesel and therefore I'm still allowed to enter most cities and the road tax is much less compared to the newer fans who are driving on diesel. So yeah, that's definitely something you have to check in your country because this is how it is in the Netherlands. 
However, I will make a separate episode where to pay attention on when you're going to buy a secondhand Figo for a long trip. So stay tuned. All right. Another great advantage is that van life and to sleep in your van is still more accepted compared to wild camping in the tent. At least in Europe and North Africa where I've been so far. Because you know, on the bicycle, Hannah and myself, sometimes we had to look so long for a good hidden camping spot. While in the van, you can just rock up and spend the night somewhere. So yeah, definitely check the application Park for Night if it's okay to stay there. So the last advantage in my belief is the safety. To travel in a van is simply just much safer compared to a motorbike or bicycle. But I do have to say that I love it much more to ride my motorbike or bicycle instead of driving my van. But yeah, then I cannot take my surf stuff or get any work done. So yeah, the van definitely makes up for it. Okay, so yeah, that was it already. Um, I do want to finish this episode with one last note though. Because you know, in the Instagram era where we live in, apparently van life is one of the most used hashtags and people make it look much nicer than it actually is. Like of course, most of the things you see on Instagram. So if you really decide to live in a van, be aware of the downsides that I just mentioned. But yeah, once you're used to them or know how to handle them, van life can definitely be great and it's a very convenient way of traveling. Because yeah, having your little home on wheels is something really special. And if you like it, you will realize very quickly that you do not need all the stuff you have back home. And slowly you will get a more minimalistic mindset, which I think we can all use every now and then. Okay, so that was it for now. I hope you enjoyed this episode. So if you have any questions regarding fan life, just drop me a message on Instagram or throughout our website. And we hope to find you on the next episode of Travelers on Fire. Just the highway